0: Welcome to the ASHP Official Podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy.
1: Thanks for joining us in this episode of Research in Pharmacy Practice. This series focuses on discussions of all things related to research and implications for practice. In this podcast, we are engaging leaders to discuss practice implications on radio frequency identification technology in the medication use system. This podcast is part of an ASHP Foundation project that was supported by Fresenius Cavi. I'm David Aguero, Director, Medication Systems and Informatics at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital here in Memphis, Tennessee, and I am a member of the advisory panel for this foundation project and am your host for the podcast. In today's episode, we'll be chatting with Dr. Daniel Ness of Brady Children's Hospital and Dr. Patel from the University of Chicago Medicine to share perspectives on the potential impact of RFID technology on medication safety. Welcome, Dr. Ness and Patel.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you. So first, Dr. Patel, if you could tell us a bit about yourself.
0: My name is Dr. Pramod Patel. I'm an assistant professor at University of Chicago, entering year three here. Previous background on me was I'm a pharmacist in my former life and actually completed a pharmacy practice residency in St. Louis. Afterwards, I went into medical school and went into anesthesiology. My interests are medication safety, drug delivery, palliative medicine, and liver transplant anesthesiology. Pharmacology and pharmacy and drug delivery hold a near and dear position in my heart and where I now currently serve as the pharmacy liaison or the intermediary between the anesthesia department and the Pharmacy Department at the University of Chicago.
1: Wow, that's an exciting role. We're excited to have you here today. I'm excited. And Dr. Ness, a bit about yourself?
2: Sure. My name is Dr. Daniel Ness. I am an anesthesiologist at Rady Children's Hospital, which is in San Diego, California. I have been at that institution since 2001 and have served as the vice chief and the chief of the department in the past. My current role is as the anesthesia medical director and pharmacy liaison as well and got into the pharmacy liaison kind of role during my uh, vice chief and chief time. And I've kind of parlayed that into kind of dealing with some other technology issues between anesthesia and, and pharmacy as well.
1: Well, thank you for that introduction and for joining us today to share your expertise. We'll dive into our first question, which is, what is your experience with utilizing RFIT technology within the medication use process? And this goes to Dr. Patel first.
0: Okay. So I've been now familiar with RFID technology and the implementation of it since about 2016, 2017. At my former institution, we went from an all-manual delivery system for our OR pharmacy to a automated medication dispensing system, which we were implementing in all of our operating rooms and our off-site GI suites. We found that during this time, it was a good point to shore up our drug delivery at this point as well. And with the use of medication trays for our operating room and for our offsite anesthesia care as well. During this time, we had over 120 trays, three different varieties, and we felt that the need to shore up our delivery of our medication and to be accountable for our medication delivery was very important. I have had some issues with, or working with RFID technology, and i work alongside our pharmacists at our institutions for that as well. I intend on increasing or expanding our RFID use technology at our, my current institution, which is the University of Chicago, where we are currently still under the manual system, but we'll be transitioning to an automated delivery system shortly.
1: That's really exciting. You have this unique perspective, having trained as a pharmacist and then as a physician as an anesthesiologist. Taking both of those experiences into account, where, where do you think the real benefit from this technology stems?
0: I think the benefit really is in medication safety. It is now allowing us as end users, meaning the anesthesia providers, another safeguard in terms of the right dose. Is it expired or not? Has it been recalled? And I believe this technology is expanding, and I'm sure Dr. Ness can can expand on this, to our actual drug administration and delivery of our patients as well. I have not been privy enough to enjoy those benefits yet, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And Dr. Ness, what is your experience?
2: Our institution was using RFID-labeled medications and trays, I think kind of similar to Dr. Patel's previous institution, for our anesthesia drug trays to about, um, I guess, about 29 different uh, locations across the hospital. And the anesthesiologists weren't really involved in that at all at that time. It was Just the fact that it was an inventory management system for the pharmacy. And then we had a diversion event happen with some controlled substances back in 2017 or so. Turned out that the RFID technology that had been attached to some of the controlled substance vials was really key in trying to help figure out where the workflows had fallen down and where the diversion had potentially happened. We're using that kind of jumping board. We decided to kind of dive into. RFID technology a little bit more headfirst. Partnered with a company and brought in an anesthesia dispensing system that uses RFID technology, not only for the trays, but for the individual vials and monitors them in the OR as they're being removed from the anesthesia medication cabinets. So I think that I was able to kind of help initiate that whole process. We were the first enterprise-wide institution to roll this out. It's had a few little bumps as we got along, but overall, all. It's been really exciting to see this technology kind of help us in many ways in the operating room, as well as it helps in the pharmacy.
1: Thank you for sharing that perspective. I've heard of that piece of automation that utilizes RFID technology. It's it's really exciting to talk to someone who's used it and had a chance to optimize it. I look forward to talking through it more in a couple of these next questions. Let's move on to, to topic two, why would an organization consider adopting RFID RFID technology in clinical areas outside of the pharmacy? And this goes to you first, Dr. Nuss.
2: I think the operating room has always been kind of a black box when it comes to medication inventory and management. You know, a bunch of medication goes to the operating room. A bunch of it gets used. Some of it gets wasted. Some of it goes back to pharmacy. And it's always been a little bit difficult, I think, to figure out what exactly has been utilized, what's been wasted, what's been potentially diverted, even if we're, not, if we're not talking about controlled substances. RFID technology in the OR lets you have more complete chain of custody, all the way from the manufacturer to the pharmacy, the pharmacy to the operating room, then the operating room to the individual provider and the individual patient. So it really kind of helps you track that down. All of that comes along with the whole idea that you have the ability to manage recalls, manage outdates in a much more real-time manner. And then also, when you have short-supply medications that you're managing inventory really closely, you have real-time inventory. So you can tell that you have 27 vials left of this medication. And the really important areas to manage to, to, to move that medication to are, say, the cath lab or something like that. So we can kind of make those changes on a day-to-day or even hour-to-hour timeframe to really maximize the use of medications that we currently have.
1: That's beautifully stated. I've, I've always thought that RFID technology, it's, it's a simple technology that can be used creative ways and readily deployed. And the way you so eloquently articulate it, I love that there are ways to pre-tag either through getting a third party to tag the product for you or coming straight from the manufacturer, where you can actually have it go directly into the technology. So briefly stop by in the warehouse or wherever you're receiving your inventory and get it into the the automation itself. It's good for pharmacy, it's great for patient safety. And most importantly, to your point, it gets that visibility. We can actually see where the product is moving, which is so important from a diversion monitoring perspective. Thank you for sharing those thoughts. And Dr. Patel, what are your thoughts?
0: I think Dr. Ness highlighted it pretty clearly. The ability to track medications is key from the pharmacy aspect of it. When I put my pharmacy hat on, it's really advantageous to correct these outdates, recalls, which we know we're living in a time of recalls and stockouts with agility and swiftness that is far beyond going to a three-ring binder and figuring out what medication is where. So I think just tracking medications and identifying them throughout the entire delivery process is advantageous and ensures safety throughout the entire process as well.
1: Well stated. And just to echo that, this safety is the underlying aspect of every way in which we're using this technology. So moving on to question number three, how does the ASHP Foundation report entitled Advancing Medication Safety Through Technology Innovations focus on radio Frequency identification technology compared to what you're seeing in practice today? And this goes to uh, Dr. Patel first.
0: Well, I think the ASHP article highlights several things, and almost all of them are in concert to what's going on at my institution. I think the vast majority of RFID that I've personally seen has been in trays and kits. The trays would be anesthesia trays, and the kits would be various ones. We have a stroke kit, a trauma kit, and a transplant kit, and also including the code boxes and code trays that are dispersed throughout the entire institution being able to swiftly change out medications is what we realized at my former institution was needed that kind of made me smile a little bit as the pharmacist when i see the pharmacy technician come in and i'm in a pretty heavy case and they they kind of state to me that is now a good time to change out medications where in former times i'd say absolutely not i can't spare my machine for 5 minutes or 7 minutes however long it takes to replace all these medications now it can be done in mere moments and that ability to change out medications and have things available without having to go back to the pharmacy or without having to someone deliver something by hand ensures a timely delivery of medication as well. So seeing it all throughout my trays that I see, and I'm starting to see paying more attention to the little RFID stickers that are affixed to pre-filled syringes from outside vendors, I'm seeing it everywhere. And I venture to believe that most of my colleagues don't even identify or even know what some of these RFID tags are on on these syringes. And so they're soon to find out once we implement
1: this technology. That is an exciting response. And Dr. Ness, what are your thoughts?
2: I agree. I think looking at the report, I was a little surprised. I mean I've only seen RFID from the OR anesthesia side. So I don't have the pharmacy background to kind of see how it's been utilized previous to my experience with it. But I'm in light and heartened to see The number of institutions and pharmacies that are engaging with this technology and are utilizing it for lots of different uses. The things that we've highlighted in the operating room are going to be very key for us as well. The whole inventory management, medication management, that's is great. I'm really excited about the future use of this technology as well. There's all kinds of RFID tags that include temperature measurement or exposure to other radiation or or things like this, that if there are items in your inventory that require that kind of monitoring, this really becomes a mechanism where you have complete understanding of exactly where it's been and what that product has been through and lets you kind of make sure that the piece of inventory that you're wanting to utilize is actually at its peak in value to you. All of those things just kind of make me feel like the RFID technology, even beyond pharmacy into other parts of the hospital and other parts of inventory is just going to continue to grow and grow.
1: I agree. And thinking about it from a pharmacist perspective, oftentimes we say that anesthesia is one of the best partners to work with you're vested in human factors and design, and your focus on patient safety is second to none. I'm curious, in your areas, in your institutions, where you originally implemented or where you are now, what, what does that conversation look like when the institution's considering RFID? Is it, is it you're approaching pharmacy and saying, hey, I heard about this, is the problem I have, or I've heard that other institutions are doing this? Or is it pharmacy approaching you and saying, hey, this is, we, we may have something that uh, where we think we can help you control medications in a way that will be advantageous for safety and efficiency. And I'll put this to Dr. Patel first.
0: You almost illustrated it perfectly how it went in my former institution. I came to them with a problem. The pharmacy department came to me and returned back to me with the solution. And the solution was the RFID and also the inventory management system that allows you to check this swiftly. So this RFID inventory managing system worked in concert with our automated medication dispensing system. We knew what we wanted in terms of the automated dispensing system. We wanted it in every room and we wanted a certain amount of meds there. But then I went to our pharmacy leaders and they said, "Hmm, in our current system, I don't think we can keep up with what you're asking. Then the leaders of that pharmacy department came to me and said, hey, well, we have a technology that we're going to try to implement now. And we'll see if it works. And me having that background, I worked closely with the pharmacist for my own curiosity, and there was a fair amount of legwork initially. But having been there and seeing that initial couple months, three to six months of implementation versus then the rollout after, it was night and day. I mean, you can see the smile on the technician's faces before and after. So it's not just an end user in terms of the anesthesiologist or the anesthesia providers. I think anyone that's involved in drug delivery, even behind the scenes, it's making their lives a little easier. And in addition to patient safety. So there's a lot of workflow issues that I think are being resolved because of the
2: use of RFID technology.
1: That's exciting. And Dr. Ness, what are your thoughts?
2: My institution began using RFID without the anesthesia department really being involved at all with the with the kit and tray system. We were kind of unaware unaffected. But then once the decision was made to try to go to an automated dispensing system in each operating room, it was a completely collaborative effort. It was pharmacy and the anesthesiologists interviewing different vendors and trying to come up with what was going to be the system that satisfied the needs of everybody. And I think before, we have never had a, an in-operating room pharmacy at our institution, which I think has led to a little bit of a, you know, well, they do this and they do that kind of thing between the two departments without a lot of good kind of communication in real time. And I, so I think this whole process for us, at least, of getting together weekly for almost a year to discuss, you know, how we're gonna implement this system, how what kind of trials are we gonna do with it, well, how does the system need to be designed? What are the the workflows that are gonna be best used for this and what do we need out of the technology to function? That all brought pharmacy and anesthesia much closer. And that exists then past the rollout of the technology. So the relationship's been formed. We now have an open dialogue between the anesthesiologists and the pharmacists as far as like, hey, I think we should up the par level of this, or we don't need this medication in this location. Could we get this other medication instead? Things like that. Or pharmacy coming back to us and saying, hey, we only have this many vials of this medication left. Where do you want us to put it? I think that kind of relationship has led to just a much smoother patient care setting because we have the trust that that pharmacy is going to be there for us, and pharmacy can trust that we're actually going to go ahead and be a good steward of medications that are brought to the operating room.
1: That is an exciting response. I think that you've developed this relationship with the pharmacy with anesthesia as a result of implementing and iterating technology in the workflows that support it. I mean, frankly, I think that's where every institution wants to go. There are there are plenty that are not there yet. And I think that that's independent of implementing technology like this. So I applaud those efforts.
2: For us, the technology helped a lot with that whole process, but I agree. I think there's there are so many discussions that are helpful to have, even without implementation, to make sure that needs are being met on both ends. So the conversation needs to start somewhere. We just happen to use technology as the beginning of that, but definitely is a great conversation to have.
1: I remember having a similar conversation in a, uh, in a previous institution, so we needed an emergency kit. That was, And we were debating whether or not we wanted to utilize RFID technology or a virtual kit within our automation. And it really was dependent on what the CRNAs, the anesthesia assistants, or the physicians, the anesthesiologists, would need in a moment. This was in the ICU. And we actually did, in in that instance, end up using a virtual kit and the workflow that supported it to make sure that we could tell where the medications were going and, and how they were moving around the facility. And, you know, the technology that we use isn't nearly as important as the dialogue that supports it to maintain that safety and efficiency for you as as our customers and, frankly, as our leaders in patient safety.
0: I think you illustrated it really well, and so did you, Dr. Ness, and I think It's sometimes cheating with me with my PharmD background where I can switch hats and say, no, it's on them. No, it's on us. It allows me to kind of break down those initial formalities and kind of see what the pharmacy department, I mean, I get what pharmacy needs and I understand what they need to do their job correctly and clearly i understand what the anesthesiologist and the anesthesia department team needs what it needs to do what it get done correctly so kind of bringing those two things together is very important it can't be underestimated seeing that we are outside of nursing probably the number one users of your medications in the hospital
1: very well stated and accurate well so moving on to our next question inventory tracking and revenue capture provide concrete ways to evaluate return on investment but we all know that ultimately any technology implemented should also aim to enhance patient safety what ways have you seen patient and or medication safety impacts within your organization? Although I do believe we've already spoken to to some of these examples. So I would love to hear a specific example that you have, starting with Dr. Patel.
0: Having been on the Medication Safety and Diversion Committee at two different institutions, I can tell you how quickly or how important it is to quickly resolve these matters. And usually the common problem I have is they come to me with an issue that happened a month ago or three weeks ago. And I'm sure Dr. and test that we struggle to remember our patients from two days ago. If everything goes well, we generally don't recall or remember the events, especially the events that don't include us. And so now if I'm asked to review a scenario or a scene or a misplacement of a med and trying to track where it's at and when something went wrong, it's really difficult in my current state right now to track where it came from, where did it go wrong, and what happened to it. And I'm sure Dr. Ness can attest to that, where things may have become a little bit simplified with the use and implementation of appropriate technology. I don't have that benefit yet. I have been begging for it (laughs) in terms of some introduction, because I know the technology is out there for implementation at our institution. This year, I think the
2: leaders are listening, and we will be making some changes. I would kind of agree with Promote on this because I think that we saw our with our diversion event, even though we had RFID on our vials at the time, the workflows that were being used in the operating room were pretty sloppy. So that the diversion wasn't really discovered for I would say, months to even longer than that. And it was, interestingly, the the way it was discovered is that whoever had been diverting was flushing the uh, unused or the empty vials down the toilet. And so once a sewer blocked up and there was sewage coming back into uh, the hospital, that's when they discovered the blockage was all these empty controlled substance vials with RFID tags still attached that were still readable and could be traced back to, you know, where they, the the whole chain of custody until going down the toilet. But that kind of technology is really helpful. And now that we actually have chain of custody with the patient and individual provider level of control right down to the administration time point, it's much more timely. Our discrepancies now are dealt with generally within 24 hours. You know, you can respond to those kind of things really quickly. Seeing that allows us to try and kind of come up with ways to utilize the technology even for outside the operating room as well. The other benefits like we've talked about before, as far as the inventory management, making sure that you have the right meds in the right place, even when you have drug shortages, are all just really, really key. And then obviously, We haven't really chatted a whole lot about it, but you've mentioned it in this question as just the whole return on investment. And I think that comes down to knowing that your inventory management is really appropriate, and that you're not wasting medications that are just going to outdate in an unused tray somewhere that only gets used infrequently, as well as knowing exactly what medications are being wasted. You can come back and say, you know, why are we wasting this much medication on these patients and see if there's other workflows that are able to be implemented to try and cut down on some of that waste. So that's kind of where I've seen some of the benefits on our end. There's still definitely issues with any technology, and and I think we're still human. Humans that use technology still have errors. Trying to kind of like fine-tune the systems, improve the technology is still an ongoing process.
1: Wow, there's so much covered in in that feedback. Oh, Dr. Patel, yes.
2: Dr.
0: Ness, I had a question for you in regards to the system that you're using, will it alert you if you pulled the
2: wrong drug? So right now we're using an open tray system with RFID. So as soon as the drawer is unlocked, you can open the drawer and pull out whatever meds you want, just like an open tray in a, in a dump cart. There are ways to introduce barcode scanning so that you're verifying the medication that's actually being drawn up. We don't have that implementation at this point. There are ways that The medication that's been removed from the drawer will be automatically entered into the electronic medical record so that you know if a medication is on the grid that that medication has come out of your dispensing system. It sounds great. It's not quite as perfect in real life because every time you close a drawer, it takes... 15 seconds or so to scan, to notify, to realize what medication has been removed and then that message has to be sent electronically to the electronic medical record. Your screen on your interop medical record has to be refreshed, however often that actually happens in real time. Oftentimes most of those refresh like every 30 seconds to a minute in order for the medication to actually appear there. So. By the time all that happens, you've got probably 45 seconds to a minute that's passed since your vial's been removed from your tray. And for most of us that really want to not be leaving medications laying around and things like this, I've already given the medication by the time that's happened. I mean, I've been able to draw it up and administer it. So without... A barcode scan as an additional safety mechanism. The RFID, I think, has been really valuable in a lot of other areas, but it's not perfect as far as identifying the medication as it's pulled out in real time.
1: There's lots to unpack there. Uh, man, procedural barcode scanning is a, depending on the organization you're in, and you all know better than I do, there can be a lot of time investment and complexity in terms of ensuring that you're getting the barcode scan on the right encounter within the health record. I, I do think that RFID technology can help us in this area as we continue to evolve it. But you know, to your point, Dr. Ness, the amount of interfaces that are involved currently, the delay in terms of getting that information in real time into the health record, I applaud you for being an early adopter of this technology in the way that you are, because frankly, you're paving the way for a, a better workflow, a, a better interoperability in the future for those of us that will continue pursuing this type of technology. So thank you for your pain. <laughs>
2: That's a good way to put it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With that, let's move on to our next question. We often consider technology as a means to making processes safer. Before we talk in more or more in depth about RFID, let's pause and briefly discuss for the audience what type of safety challenges cannot be expected to be fixed by available technologies, whether it's RFID barcoding, as we were discussing, what challenges are there that we may not have discussed yet? And this goes to Dr. Ness first.
2: Well, as I you know, we've already talked about the difficulties in in identifying the medication that's been removed from the drawer without some type of other immediate feedback, whether it's barcode or something else. But I also think, we are still humans. We still are depending upon either whoever is coding the RFID tag on that medication, whether it's at the manufacturer or it's in the, your your institution's pharmacy, that makes sure that the right information is on that tag. It has to you know, be the name of the medication, the manufacturer, the all of the, the, the medication information, the, the expir- expiration date and things like this. And then also you have to make sure that the the technology itself is actually working well. On our initial rollout, we had a bunch of tags that were falling off our vials. The adhesive wasn't perfect and the provider in the operating room doesn't really care whether there's a tag on the vial or not so a tray comes back to the pharmacy and they scan it and say oh nothing's missing if they still have tags that are left in the tray but when you actually look in there and like oh there's just like four tags that are no longer attached to vials medication that leads to some obviously big discrepancies especially if you're talking about controlled substances that's been improved greatly just because of, you know, the adhesive that's been used. There was mention in in the report too from ASHP about the difficulty of sometimes putting some of these tags on small two mil vials or one mil vials without covering up the name of the medication, the concentration, the expiration date, all of those things that are on the label itself. I think our pharmacy has done a really good job of going through some of those growing pains and figuring out how to use the right adhesive, how to attach the tags, how to get them coded appropriately. But then now when we're using an open tray system, you still have run into problems where you have lookalike vials that now have lookalike RFID tags on them. And if they happen to get into the wrong bin within the tray, it still is up to the individual provider who's ordering, dispensing, and administering medication to verify that that's the right medication. If it comes out of the wrong bin, it's easy to kind of potentially miss that unless you're really being vigilant. Those are some of the areas where I've already noticed issues. I think there are still other areas where as we kind of refine the workflows associated with it, we always come up with something else that doesn't quite work as we wanted it to, there's always been a way to kind of fix it and get around it, but it's just, like, like you said, the, the growing pains of a new technology and a new system.
1: That's exciting, it's scary, and above all, it's interesting. I remember we experienced a similar challenge with tags that were actually coming off of medications that were tagged. Right as we were launching a similar product in a, in a facility that I supported years ago, I still remember we had a quarantine room where we were tagging everything and seeing that the the tags were starting to come off and thinking, oh, well that's not good. And pausing the implementation to really think about how we could ensure the source of the tags was meeting our needs. I've never actually spoken to another individual that was supporting an implementation like that. So now I have.
2: <laughs> we have a few of our medications that are manufacturer tagged. We had a one instance where the, the manufacturer tag didn't quite, even though it met specifications, it didn't quite get read by our system quite as easily as our other tags. So we had to kind of like rework some things there. But for the most part, when they are manufactured, the manufacturer puts the tags on the vial, it leaves the entire label visible to the provider, it doesn't fall off, it doesn't have a little extra adhesive to get stuck to other vials as you pull it out of the drawer. I'm very excited to see more and more manufacturers going down that pathway. I think as long as we have an industry standard that everybody can agree on as far as how the tanks will interact with these different systems, then I'm really excited about the possibility of taking that step all the way to the manufacturer and skipping it in pharmacy and just being able to like scan things as they come in from the dock.
1: In terms of ambulatory surgery centers and procedural areas, the ability to I mean, to maintain medication control through using those pre-tagged unit of use products from a pharmacy perspective, from a patient care perspective, is really exciting. Definitely. Dr. Patel, would um, would you like to add to that answer? Well,
0: I think Dr. Ness highlighted some of the more advanced problems that occur with some of the RFID technology in terms of the automated system. Just kind of scaling back to even the trays. I mean, just last week, I had an RFID checked tray that should have had three eronium syringes in there, but there were three succinylcholine syringes in there. And so whoever's filling the tray, there's still that human error. And I think we've highlighted as long as a human's involved, the potential for error and human error is still very much real. And I don't think the RFID will correct that at this point. So having a check system in place, whether that's from the pharmacy side or from the delivery side is is still, I think, warranted. And working with our pharmacy department and our teams as we continue to expand our services outside of the operating room, ambulatory surgery, GI suites, we even care for some of our patients in the intensive care units. How are we going to maintain this level of control over the medications once we've worked so hard to maintain that control within the four walls of the operating room. So I think some of those challenges will occur once we start moving outside of the operating room and we start we don't have our carts with us.
1: That is an interesting perspective. So moving on to our final question, in fact, I'll say this has been a great discussion, but before we end, I, I really have one final question that ties back to the ASHP Foundation report. From your perspective, what is the future and end goal of RFID in the medication use process? and let's start with Dr. Ness.
2: I think the end goal is trying to make this into as seamless and errorless system as possible. We've seen a lot of the benefits already realized. We realize that currently RFID on its own and the technology as it's implemented at this point doesn't omit all errors. We still have to be vigilant, but I think there are paths ahead of us that will continue to limit those errors, to make them as rare as possible, to catch more and more of them before they reach the patient and do any damage. I'm excited about the possibility of seeing that continue both within medication management from pharmacy, but also within other disposables, other parts of our institution. I think the the use of RFID, the potential is huge.
1: Thank you for sharing that perspective. And, And Dr. Patel?
0: You know, to kind of piggyback on a lot of what Dr. Ness has said, you really can't mention the words pharmacy and anesthesiology without mentioning safety quickly or after that. And I think both departments have a shared goal in safety, whether that's medication safety, medication delivery safety, or the delivery and dispensing and administration, which then falls more on the anesthesiology department. So focusing on that and leading that in terms of our conversations when we're, when I'm in a meeting with, with the higher ups and saying, this is, the changes i'm requesting to our drug drug delivery process while it does come with price tags i think we can't underestimate the level of safety that is involved with the rfid technology and i'm kind of mentioning what even temperature control from warehouse to distribution to acceptance into the institution to delivery to the operating room to administration to the patient There are a lot of things that can happen from warehouse to delivery into administration. And knowing if a certain medication was on a truck or on a crate for too long and was exposed to high heat of temperatures. I mean, I'm sure even Dr. Ness can attest to sometimes we would administer succinylcholine and the joke between us and the provisor would be like, oh, it must have been the bad succinylcholine because you didn't see the vesiculations or you didn't have the cord snap open as quickly. Currently in our system, there's no way to tell if it was bad succinylcholine but who knows it could have been exposed to a temperature either too cold or too hot it could have been exposed to an element that now is affecting the property of that drug and now i think now you're getting the attention of both the anesthesiologist and the pharmacy department saying hey well this medication that we've now paid for and purchased and now we're delivering to our patients may not necessarily be what's actually in that syringe anymore that's the part that i'm really interested on is now if we're able to not only track that medication within the hospital, is now tracking it outside of the hospital because there's a big unknown from manufacturer to us as well. And specifically when you're traveling overseas and shipping cargoes, et cetera, we know that a lot of our medications are not made in this country and they certainly aren't made down the street. It's always imperative to get as much information as we can on that end product.
1: I think in a world of traceability and medication shortages, to your point, being able to tell that story is going to be so important from a patient care and patient safety perspective. Thank you for sharing that thought. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Dr. Nets and Dr. Patel for joining me today to discuss perspectives on the potential impact of RFID technology on medication safety. To learn more about RFID, I encourage you all to check out the RFID report and webinars, available with continuing education online through ASHP and the ASHP Foundation official channels. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to the ASHP Official Podcast for more great content from ASHP. Thank you both.
2: Thank you, David. Thank you, David.
0: Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, Be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.